Uh, tonight's lead night, and on a Wednesday night, we kind of, um, you know, we focus on areas of leadership, and, um, and you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I had been praying about, and uh, last week we talked about wisdom, and uh, tonight we're going to talk about confidence, and uh, we're, we're just going to be around this word, and we're going to get into the word and see some scriptures around confidence and uh, we're going to, uh, because, you know, I, I believe that uh, the world, and I believe that we as believers and Christians need to walk in a godly confidence, not necessarily the, the, the confidence of, of everything we see going on. I, I mean, you know, at, at any given point, if you flip the news on, it's like, whoa, whoa, I don't know that I want to believe that. Or if you listen to a governor or you listen to somebody speak and, and all they say is, you know, people are going to die. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm like... You know, death is a reality. I get that, but, um, but you know, I pray contrary to that. You know, I, I believe that God's placed us here for such a time uh, as this, and we're going to live. Amen. But it's important that we understand that we truly have to have a confidence in God. <coughs> Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now. I'm reading now the NLT. So that you will... Continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones. Everybody say, I am a faithful one. Whose souls will be saved. Father, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for even as we're in your word tonight. I pray let it, let it be a revelation, uh, Lord, to our minds and to our ears. And, Lord, uh, allow us to take away things from your word tonight, nuggets that, that we, can, we can glean and we can grow in. And, Father, I thank you that, that, Lord, that even tonight, that our confidence, that we would walk away and believe and have faith and a greater confidence of who you are in our life. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, I, I want to say this right from the very beginning, because when, when I was younger, um, I, you, you know, I, I think one of the things that you, you do is when, when you're growing up, you, you learn to grow confident in things. And, you know, I had an older brother and I, I, I watched him. I modeled him. And my brother was very active, very athletic, very into sports. And, you know, anything I seen my brother do, I felt like I could do or do it better. That wasn't the case most normally. However, it was something that if I seen my brother doing it, it began to, to, to develop a confidence in, in, in my own self. It's, you know, I, Justin's here. I, he played baseball. He's a great baseball player. And, uh, you know, I grew up playing ball at the time. At six or seven years old, I played baseball. I played baseball all the way into high school. I, didn't, I actually didn't play much in high school, but, but, man, I played ball. The one thing that I was confident in, you know, even, even growing up as a kid and being involved with sports, that if I was up to bat, I was going to get a base hit. I was going to get on base. I, I, I had that confidence and, uh, that, that I would get on base somehow, whether I get hit by a ball, whether I would walk, or whether I would get a hit. And all, oftentimes, I was the kid that would strike out chasing balls because I wanted to hit the ball. And I would get in trouble. You know, that was a ball. You could have been on first base. You could have walked. But I wanted to get a hit. I used to get in trouble. I used to run, have to run laps because I, because I would never, you know, if the ball was outside and high, I was going after it because I could tag it. You know, that's, that's how I felt about it. But one of the things that I, I realized that that's one of the things about being around things in your life 
Being around things that help you grow your confidence, being around people that will help you grow your confidence is very important. And so that's even even one of the things that I want to get into tonight to look at, because I feel like one of the things that we miss oftentimes with God is, is a real confidence that we can have in him. And rather than looking outside in the world and, and trying to get our confidence from the world, we have to get our confidence from God. You know, I'll say this because, you know, e even even your confidence, you, I, I can't get uh, my confidence can't be built through my wife. Amen. Listen to me. My confidence can't be built through my spouse. My confidence alone has to be built upon God and the word of God. My confidence can't be built on the things of this world. You know, what's the Bible say about the world? This world shall pass away. You know, so what we understand that e even in the word of God, we understand that there is a beginning and there is an end. You know, I, I read this passage because it was it was something that was, you know, it kind of jumped out at me. It wasn't even an original scripture that I was going to use. But, you know, when it says do not throw away this confidence, trust in the Lord. You know, there, there is an ever needing time right now that we have to trust in God. Because we, we, you know, you look around, everybody's got an opinion about what's going on. Everybody's got something to say about this or about that. But I'm going to tell you, there is a real trust and confidence that we can have in, in our Lord Jesus. You know, the things that are happening in the world aren't, like I said, this, this is not, it's not like it's a, a mystery. You know, even was, you know, Pastor Miranda talking this weekend and teaching, you know, even, even, even some, you know, a thousand years ago, the same play that the enemy was using then, he's using now. Trying to deceive people, trying to pull people uh, away from the things of God. But this is what God says, trust, trust, trust and have a confidence in me. You know, and it goes on to talk about even out of this passage here and it says in my righteousness will live by faith. How do we live? We live by faith. We keep living for this hope, this blessed assurance that one day, hey, you know what? It's appointed to all, every person in here will die. It, it, so understand, we will all die at some point. Where will we spend eternity? Where will we spend life? That, that's the key piece. That's the one thing for the Christian that we have to help people even understand that I have a confidence in God. You know, people, people ask, you know, you get a lot of questions when you're, are you worried about things? I'm not worried about stuff. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried or shaken by the things that I see in the, in the physical or, in, or, the, or the natural. I'm not shaken by that. You know, I, I want to have an unshakable faith in Jesus Christ. That if, that if something were to happen, my faith doesn't waver. So that's the one thing that I'm always, always trying to be grounded, trying, trying, to, trying to check. You know, everything changes when we realize that we're living for God. Uh, everything. You know, it, you know, everything changed in my life. I begin to grow and have a confidence in God when I realized, hey, my life, I'm not living for me anymore. When I played baseball when I was young and I played sports, you know, I was on a team. But who did I play for? Me. Me. I realize now this team that I'm on now is big. And who am I playing for? God. But I'm playing for the team. I'm playing for the team as a whole. So that's one of the things I, I, want, I want you to understand. It's okay to have confidence in you. But listen, when you have confidence in God first, man, you, 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 you can walk into some real deep revelations of God. It's good to be confident. Like I said, I always knew I was going to get a hit. I struck out some, but oftentimes I would get a hit. I, I, you know, I just, I, I had that confidence. So it's okay to be a confident person. And I want to say this real quick because one of the things, I, let me just... 
do you guys feel like in America people are looking for confident leaders? People that will lead? People that won't back down and will be confident in, in what they're saying? I, I believe that. I, I, I believe that, you know, and, th and that's the thing about confidence. And even just a few scriptures that I wrote down, even, even out of here, you know, because one of the things that when we begin to grow in our confidence in God, we don't have to live in the ups and downs of the world. We, it's, you know, Christianity is not a roller coaster ride. And unfortunately, sometimes people think that's what Christianity is. You're going to have the highs and you're going to have the lows. And, and you know, they, they, they think that's what Christianity is. You know, and this is what the Word of God says. And talking about the ups and downs in Ephesians 4, it says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. So, you know, what, what happens is we're supposed to grow in the faith and confidence of who God is, each and every one of us as children of God. We're supposed to grow. So we're not, like, we're not to be immature. We're not to be like babes in Christ once we begin to grab a hold of the promises of God. And it goes on, it says, we won't be tossed and blown about every wind of new teaching. We won't, <laughs> even just to stop there. I, there, there's always somebody out here trying to teach something new. This thing still works. The Bible, I'm holding up electric. I got my other word here. But, but it, the, the Bible still works. It, it, we don't need new teaching. The Bible still works. Amen? So it's important that we, we share the word of God with people. People know what the word of God says. It's, uh, you know, we have that as, our, as a guide in our life. And it goes on, it says, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with less so clever, so less clever, they sound like the truth. So we're not to be tossed back and forth as children of God. We're not supposed to be tricked by some false doctrine. Jesus even warn, warns about that in Matthew 24 that, you know, that, that there, will, there will be a day coming when people are deceived. Even the elect shall be deceived or will be deceived. So we have to understand that we have a hope. We have a future. We have a confidence in Jesus Christ. So even tonight, understand something. My confidence, you know, even when I first got saved, you know, you feel like, oh, I read a little bit of the Bible. Makes me a good Christian now. It makes me, you know, I know a little bit now. Man, I, I realize now, 20-some years later, being a Christian, I, I, you know, even tonight as I was studying for this word, Lord, I, I, I need you. <laughs> I, the, I have a confidence in you. I don't necessarily have a confidence in my own ability. Even when I grabbed the mic, I, didn't even, I couldn't even tell how everything was going to land for sure. But I understood that right from the very beginning that I had to have a dependence. I had to have a trust upon God. My confidence is, is on Him. It's, it's not on what I see. You know, because listen, there's a lot of things that we can see. And, and, you know, even like I said, look, we don't nope. you know, everybody knows we, you don't have to look far to see uh, chaos. You don't have to look far to see disruption. You don't have to look far to, to, to see things wavering. I read an article today and it was you know, for me, it was alarming because, you know, I we're standing in the gap. You know, Pastor Marin has been preaching that sermon series, wonderful sermon series. Listen, both messages, grab those. Those are those are powerful. Um, but, you know, we're, we're standing in the gap. And we're standing in the gap for the church. And I read this article today. And it said, one out of three Christians aren't in church now. I was like, wow. One out of three Christians aren't in the house of God. And, you know, to me, to me that's alarming. It's, it's alarming that people are, are, are wandering away from, from the house of God. And it's concerning. Can I, can I be honest with you? It's concerning. 
As, as a pastor, it's concerning when people begin to wander away from the house of God. Because you know what happens a lot of times when people wander away, things, you know, things happen. You know, everybody's had stuff happen, right? You, you know, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's not had stuff happen. But, you know, things can happen. You know, and I begin to meditate and I begin to think about that. And I begin to think, man, Lord, you know, Lord, you tell us in your word that, you know, we need to be meeting more often. We need to we need to be we need to be meeting. We need to encourage one another. We need to sharpen one another, Lord. You know, and, and that's been my prayer this week. It's been my prayer for the families here this week. You know, iron sharpens iron. Let us be sharpened by the things of God. You know, and the other thing, too, even even in this, you know, people, you know, people can be carried away. They, they, they can easily be carried away and led astray. You know, in Jesus Christ, you know what? This is what it says in Hebrews 13, 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-mm-mm. God doesn't change. So, you know, we have a confidence in a God that knowing what? You know what? Knowing God, God doesn't change. Think about that. He, he doesn't change. You know, one of the things I, <laughs> one of the things I love about God is like, you know, he is the most stable thing in my life. Did, did you catch that? God is the most stable thing in my life. The next thing is my marriage. But God is the most stable thing in my life. Because, you know, things can happen. Apart from that, things can happen. Your faith can get challenged. You, something can happen. But I, I go back to leaning on my confidence in God, that God is going to work my problem out. He's going to turn things around. As I'm obedient, as I'm faithful, God's going to do that. He's going to turn things around in my favor. And I believe that. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Here it is again. It's, it, we have the gospel. We have something that's very powerful. You know, if people, you know people say, well, you know, I... You know, I have this problem, you know, or I have this problem, or I have that problem, or I have this, or I have that. You know, oftentimes as a minister, one of the things that I've learned to tell people, let's find it in the Word of God. Let's find it in the Word of God, that, you know, how we can fix this, how we can, how we can make things right. Because I believe that the Word of God is, is, the, is the answer or the key to the believer. But oftentimes, like I said, you know, what we <laughs> think about it. it. It's the one area sometimes we sit and we try to think about it. We try to make things happen in, 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 our, in, in, our, in our own strength. And God's saying, look, 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 son, look, daughter, have a confidence in me. Have a confidence in me. Have a confidence in, in who I am. You know, and what I love about God, Romans 5, 8, it says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us. While we were still sinners. So you have to understand. God loves us. It is an unconditional type thing. That, 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 I, that the human mind sometimes can't even explain. You know God loves you as a believer. But God also loves you as a sinner. That he loved you the Bible says. He loved you when you were in your sin. He, I, I mean and, and, you know, and I'm thinking. You know, man, how, how do I get a confidence in God? How do I gain? How do I gain a strength in God? How do I how do I how do I bring myself to get with God to understand that God, that God is I'm telling you, he he is who he says he is. He 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 loved us. So even right from the very beginning, understanding God loves you, man. He you know what? God is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. 
He is a faithful God. You know, even out of Romans 5, 8, he, he died for us while we were sinners. You know, oftentimes the, the areas that we have a hard time moving in is, is we, still, we still have this thing. We, we don't grow our confidence in God because we, we have this thing that we believe that we're not saved. We, 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 we are, we, and I want you to follow this because we begin to lean on our own confidence. That it, it's me that, you know, it, it's confession. We confess Jesus Christ as Lord, but we lean on our own confidence. We're not leaning on the confidence of God, even for our salvation sometimes. So, you know, that's what happens with a lot of people. Sometimes they come to an altar, they get saved, and, and you know, and then you, you, ever seen, you ever seen a believer just quit? They get saved. They're, you know, I have people, I have friends. I'm, you know what? I'm going to make heaven. And I'm like, oh, brother, sister, there's so much more than just making heaven. There is so much more that God has when you begin to have a confidence in the word of God. When you begin to have a confidence in him, not yourself, not in your own abilities. And, you know, and I realize, like I said, even even now, you know what? I have to have a confidence in God in everything I do. I have to, you know, because, you know, you want to be a good leader? You, does, are good leaders confident? Would you guys say that? Would you say that, you know, you, you like to follow somebody that's confident? Amen. I, I do. I, I, I like, you know, I like to follow people that, that are confident in their leadership. People that, people that, that know. They know that they know. It's like, it's like this faith and wavering faith. I'm not going to waver about what I believe. You know, it's like what, you know, Miranda said the other day. You know, it's like, you know, if we as the church see even harder times and things, I'm not wavering. I've made my decision of I'm going to choose to serve God. So, you know, so I have that confidence in God and knowing who God is. You know, God, you know, have to understand God truly loves you. He truly, truly loves you. You know, you know, even in Romans 5, 8, you know, understand you're valuable to God. You have to see yourself as, as valuable to God. You may, you, know, you may not, you know, you may have, even tonight, you may feel like you have a, a confidence issue in this or, or that or whatever. But I want you to understand that God is, he is confident in what he's given you. He's given you eternal life. He's given you life. He, he's confident that he loves you. You know, and oftentimes, you know, you know, I'm going to talk about fruit. I'm going to try to get to fruit tonight. But, but you know, understand something. Even with God, it, God's love radiate, it radiates on us. And we are a reflection of God's love as a believer. You, you understand that you are a, reflex, a reflection of God's love because God now dwells inside of you. And listen, you know, if, if you don't, you know, hear what I'm going to say. If you don't know how to love you as a person, loving what God loves, the, the very nature of you, if you beat yourself up and you're hard on yourself, it, 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 will, it will destroy confidence. It, it, will, it will eat you up. It will attack you. Does that make sense? I don't even know where that comes from, but I, I just, you know, I feel like sometimes we... We, we have a misunderstanding of what it means to be confident in the Lord. And a lot of times people will beat themselves up. I'm just not worthy. I'm just not worthy. I'm just not worthy. I'm not worthy of God. No, we are worthy because God paid that price for us. And it's a real revelation that I, I feel like sometimes we miss, 
We miss that. You know, I've had people walk up to me. I, had, I remember a guy tell me one time, you know, I, you know, I give. I don't expect anything back. You know, I just, you know, this, talking about giving. Talk, well, you know, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm this, I'm that, you know. And, 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 and I'm just like, I'm listening and I'm like, you know, the, the, there's so much more to God. There's so much more to God than just the, the, the you know, the, these things that people speak. And that's why I'm telling you, that's why you got to get around people that are going to motivate you and move you in the areas of, of faith. Be, be motivated to be confident in God. Become a confident person in the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to look at a few scriptures here. Actually, just go to Deuteronomy 7.9. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Because, you know, confidence, one of the things about confidence, it's built through knowing who he is. Knowing that he has things for you. You know, think about Abraham. Was there anything that Abraham could do to move God, or did God want to just bless Abraham? I maybe worded that the wrong way. God is a covenant-keeping God, right? Everybody agrees. That we, that we enter into an agreement. We, God is a covenant-keeping God. But everywhere in the Bible, was, was, was Abraham blessing God or was God blessing Abraham? God was blessing Abraham, right? If, if Abraham did what? He kept his covenant with God. So, you know, it's, it's like you have to understand that there, there's the partnership. God wants to be in covenant with every believer, every person. So, you know, God is a covenant-keeping God. And you know what he did? He blessed Abraham. There was, no, you know, Abraham, Abraham wasn't like, you know, you know, because God loved Abraham, because he truly loved him, he talked to him. <laughs> the angel of the Lord appeared before him as he was sitting in the hot sun. I mean, think about it. I mean, I, that, that would be a great encounter. Wouldn't that be neat? You're just hanging out one day and the angel of the Lord shows up. Anyway, I'm, I'm, off, I'm off track. But understand something. God is a faithful God and God loves you. And that's a confidence that we have to have as every believer. And listen, I'm, I'm telling you, when, when we begin to gain that confidence, you know what it does with us? It makes us confidence. It, may, it, it puts a confidence in us and it makes you a confident believer. It makes you that when someone says, oh, you go to church. Yeah, I go to church. Where do you go to church? You know, you get all the questions, right? Well, you know, oh, you go to that church or that holy church or, you know, or, or, or whatever. No, I, I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in Jesus Christ. I'm confident, confident in the word of God. And then you start spitting scripture out and they're like, whoa, hold up here. You're, whoa, pony, you're, 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 a, you're a real believer. You know, you know, I don't just go to church on just Easter and, uh, Easter and Christmas. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 7, 9. It says, understand therefore that the Lord your God is indeed God. So understand, nothing changes. God is God. He is God. He is the faithful God who keeps His covenant for a thousand generation and lavishes unfailing love on those who love Him and obey His commandments. Understand, God is a faithful God. He is a faithful God looking for what? A faithful people. You know, and I think sometimes the simplicity of the gospel is, is, is like, you know, that when the Bible says that if anybody calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. I believe that. I believe that's how easy it is for people to get to heaven. But it's not to stop there. 
It's not just to stop at salvation and saying, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. He then has to come and dwell and become Lord of your life. And that's, that's the part of the covenant. That's a part of learning how to walk it out. And I'm telling you, that, that's the stuff like, that's where faith comes in. I'm not preaching on faith tonight, but that's where faith comes in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try God in this. You know, it's like, you know, I, even the times, I, the first time I tried God in my giving, because I seen it in the Word. Well, you know, you can be, you can be reluctant in giving, right? I, amen, I, I'm the only one, you know. So, but no, but I seen it. I seen it in the Word. And I tried it because God said, test me. Man, I haven't changed. Twenty-some years later, man, he is still a covenant-keeping God. You know, my house has been healthy. Amen? I thank God for that. It's a covenant that I have with him. It's a covenant promise. I don't, I don't know why I keep getting in the covenant tonight. <laughs> healing is a covenant. Amen? Do you understand? Healing is a covenant that you have with God. Blessings from God, are these are covenant things that we can have with him. We can have with him. Praise God. I'm going to give you three things tonight. Three things. Three, um, three attributes of, of godly confidence. Three attributes of godly confidence. Understand, God is a holy God. He can't go against himself. His written word is there for you. He cannot go against himself. His word, if it's in here and it says that you can have it, I'm telling you, you can have it. You may have to dig and you may have to find it. You know, it's like Melanie's testimony. I, I mean, you know, many of you have heard Melanie. She's not here tonight. But, you know, she, she went after it. She found it. She sought it out in the Word of God because there was a faith in her, a tenacity, a tenacious type. You know, I'm going to get my healing. You know, I'm, I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to stay healed no matter what. Even when the report of the enemy is, well, you know, you need to do this. No, I'm standing on what the Word of God says. And listen, when we learn how to stand and we learn how to have a confidence and, and not waver in what God's word says, I'm telling you, we go from one place to another place um, at, a, at a much quicker, a quicker rate. You know, there are things that I know that I missed early on in my Christian walk because I, I didn't understand it. I didn't have the knowledge of it. You know, it's, it's why I feel like, you know, even, even with, uh, you know, Miranda and I right now, I feel like God is giving us things to teach upon so we can help people get there quicker than, than, we, than, than it took us. That we're, we're preaching and teaching on things right now that we want to impart into people because you know what? We wandered around in the wilderness a little too long over some of these things and we just got a few things figured out. But see, that's the, that's, that's the thing. We want to be able to impart this stuff so you guys run quick. So I'm telling you, and run hard and run quick. And, you know, you carry a zeal. You carry a passion and a fire in you that, you know, hey, that, you know, it took me some, uh, you know, halfway through my Christian walk before I begin to see some of this stuff. I wasn't a, you know, I should say I was a passive Christian. I, you know, I remember the time I preached a sermon one time. I become a, a, a practicing Christian when I begin to listen to what God was saying. I wasn't just somebody that was just going to church, helping out and doing, you know, you can come to church and just help out and, and still not and still not understand that, you know, that this covenant, you, you, you can go to church and still not understand like how, how God really wants to bless you. It's not that we go through the motions. 
It's that he's real and that he, he I'm telling you, he wants to turn things around in your life. You guys with me tonight? I'm so, <laughs> you know, I've been fasting. Give me some, you know, praise God. So, you know, when you fast, you get a little bit of stuff stored up in you too. So, uh, you guys like, he's preaching on a Wednesday night? Yeah. Wow. Three at- attributes of godly character. Number one. You know, when my tablet reworked itself, it actually threw everything around. So it was pretty cool, actually. I didn't, know, I didn't actually know that it would do that. So uh, point number one, you have to understand that you're a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 5, 5.17. Go there real quick, if you would. 2 Corinthians 5.17. So one of the ways you gain confidence in God, one of the ways, I believe there are many ways. I'm going to give you just a couple tonight. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You guys with me? Yes. And Minister Lehow loves this scripture. We used to talk about this all the time. Seventeen. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, <laughs> behold, all things have become new. So understand that we can gain a confidence in God when we realize that we are new. That we don't carry, we don't have to carry junk. You don't have to carry your past. You don't even, you don't, you don't, you know, can I, let's be honest. You don't even have to carry last week's sin. If you repent and turn away from it. You you don't have, you don't have to keep carrying it. Because the word of God says that you're a new creature in Christ. The old is gone. The old things are gone. So understand that when we begin to to develop a confidence in who God is, not who we are, but in who He is, we begin to see ourselves as as new. I I don't know if anybody in here, for me, it took me a few years to figure out that I was new. You know, it was a working progress. I mean, it was, I felt like it was a slow wagon. You know, honestly, it, was, it just took some time for like a wheel would break and you know, I'd stop off here for a little while. You know, but it was like it was a slow process for me to realize that, that my old life, the, the old things that I had done, they're passed away. They're buried with him. That that's, that's actually the revelation of God that I got, that he paid that price. You know, you, you can hear it, but then there's a real knowing of it. That you can hear, you can confess it. It's like why when we, when we, when we pray with people to get saved, you know, it's like why the, why the next thing, why we go after people is because we know the next step is discipleship. We know that the next step is growing in the things of God. Because listen, a person, when they confess a lot of times, God can touch them and He can touch their mind and He can move them and, and the Holy Spirit begins to dwell upon them. But who else is right there, Adam? The enemy? The enemy? The, the enemy, he, he's there to, you know, you're not new. You just yelled. You just screamed. You just got in a fight. You know, I, you know Miranda and I, I'll use her, her and I as an example. She's downstairs, so. But, uh, pray, you know, you guys are fighting. 
you know, you're a pastor. You're, 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 th- you're this, you're that. Come on now. You're not new. You're old. You're, you're, you, you look like the old you. And that's the thing you have to understand. That's when the Bible, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee, right? But see, you have to understand because a lot of people resist like this. They re- they, I'm just resisting the devil. Just go, devil. You know, that's how people try. No, with a resistance, there's an action. You have to have an action in your resistance. And sometimes, you know, this is the thing. People have to learn how to speak. People have to learn how to talk. They have to learn how to give life. They need to learn how to speak out of their mouth. They need to, you know, Lord, right now, I thank you. My my resisting, I, I, I figured this out a long time. My resistance isn't just saying, stop. My resistance, there's an action. I have to have an action behind my resistance. Because if I don't have an action, guess what? The devil will stomp all over my head. He will run over top of me. He, he will make fun of me. He'll remind me of the old things. And then, you know, then he'll put something out there. He'll put something out there enticing. You know, he, 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 that's what he does. You know? You know? And and I think I think it's I think it's hysterical sometimes. I it just I, it cracks me up. How 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 the enemy will 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 do that? And it's like we we should expect. I mean honestly, we're not. I, I mean even any intelligence that we have. And I don't I don't consider myself to be a smart a, a smart guy or you know. But I, I, there's some common sense things that I get. I just get an understanding that I, my confidence comes from God. You know, when, I, when we were headed to the missions field, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I, when we were headed to the missions field, everybody knows we had a house fire. We shared that story. And my wife just stood off to the side and laughed the whole time. So, um, But right at about four months before we were going into the missions field, I got I got a call and I got offered to come down and into this meeting and and uh, to help with this project and and it was like I'll go down I'll listen to what you know I, I already knew I knew I knew that there was a call I knew where we, I knew we were leaving to go to Hawaii and uh, I, I go down I take this call and I go to this meeting and uh, it's, it's when you really have to have a confidence in God and I, I you know I was learning about this confidence. And, you know, I sat down and I said, well, you know, if you help us with this project and, you know, if you'll commit to it for three years, uh, your share of this project will be $250,000 a year. Praise God. That's a lot of money. I never made that kind of money. But, you know, all I could do was walk away and laugh. Because I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew what God had told me to do. I knew I had a confidence in God. I had a, you know, and the thing about it, uh, they got the contract, I think, for a year or two years. And, you know, I, yeah, that's a lot of money. Praise, and, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Praise God. To me, it was a lot of money. You know, I could have funded the gospel. You know, the enemy, you know, dr- that drive home for about the first 45 minutes. That's a lot of money. You know, I could postpone this trip for another year. <laughs> you know, we could, <laughs> we could buy a house there a year from now, you know. It still wouldn't cover the cost of a house in Hawaii because it's still, you know, like a million dollars to buy, you know, uh, a third of an acre. So uh, I think something like that. So, but, but I, but I, but I even re- realized even at the points in my life where I had to begin to have a confidence in God. 
It wasn't in my own ability. Because see, my ability got me that meeting. In prayer, I, I know we were doing things right. We were living right. We were giving. We were doing things right. So, but you know, there was the, the, God had given me an ability. He, he he showed me how to do these things. And you know, and, and the thing about it, I wasn't even a great writer. I'm still not a great writer. I just I would thank God every time I would put an application in the mail, a grant or whatever it was. I'd be like, I'd lay hand, You know what I'd do? I'd lay hands on it and pray over it. And they'd call up. Hey, you just got a million dollars based upon what I just wrote down on a. I mean, and I, it was just like, I was just thanking God. Because I know that there's a lot of other people that know how to write a lot better than me. But that's what we did. We prayed. We, we cast vision. We believed. We had faith. That's, that's, that's what we did. But I, have, I had a confidence in God. But you have to understand, real quick, understand this. You know, drop down to 2 Corinthians 20. And, you know, this is the other thing you have to understand. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says that you're a new creature in Christ. The old things are gone, the new things have come. But watch this. It says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as through God we're pleading through us. God is pleading through us as believers. He, he's wanting to work through us. That you're an ambassador of Christ. So, I mean, you know, you want a real, you're getting the confidence of God, understanding godly confidence. It comes through knowing who you are. Yeah, can I tell you, you, you know, please understand, you don't have to back down as a Christian, especially around things of your faith. If you work in an office and someone says you can't tell, pe you, you can't tell people that you're a Christian, poppycock. No, that's not right. You have religious freedoms. See, the enemy, what he's done throughout all these corporations and all these places, you can't, you can't talk about God. You can't have any kind of faith. That's not true. You have religious freedoms as, as a citizen of the United States. And the last time I read the Constitution, that hasn't changed. And that hasn't, that hasn't been taken down. So understand something, even right now, even in the confidence of God, you're an ambassador. You represent Him everywhere you go. And listen, please don't, you know, understand, there could be a day. Think about it. It's not, we're not crazy. There could be a day. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, you're going to have to come with me. Okay. I mean, you know, the things we're seeing now is like TV, right? What we were watching 10, 15 years ago. You know, it's, it's like TV. But understand something. You're an ambassador for Christ. And you know what? What I believe, you, you know, I, I, and I, I do believe this. God is going to take care of his people. You, you, you believe? I believe that. I have a confidence that God's going to take care of his people. You know, even as we prayed, even for, you know, even for the churches in this community. I, I believe God's going to protect his church. That's what I, that's how I pray. That's how we've been praying. That's what we that's what we continue to pray about. You know, understand that when you become a new creature in Christ, you can't allow shame. You can't allow guilt. You can't allow your past to dictate your future. You, you, you can't, because if you do, what happens is you get all bound up. You get all bound up. You don't walk in forgiveness. You, 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 don't, walk in, you don't walk in the things that God, doesn't, you know, that God truly wants you to walk in. You, you get all bound up, and you, you, you begin to be offended over everything and people, and you know, it's because you're all bound up. And I'm telling you, see, God, that's not, who, that's not what God wants for you. There's a real confidence that you can have, you know, in our God. Understand something. That's the kind of relationship he wants with you, that he wants you released from all this bondage, all this hurt. 
you know, unforgiveness, doubt, all these things God wants to release his people from. I, I, I mean all of it completely. You mean, you mean all of it? Even the, hard, yeah, even the hard things. Even the hard things. God wants to release you from that. You know why? It's so you can shine for him. It, it, it's, it's, it's not only for your benefit, but it's for the benefit of the kingdom. Think about it. How many people does God want into heaven? He, he wants everybody to make it. Everybody agree? I mean, yeah. Will, the, will everybody make heaven? No. But God's plan, his, his plan for mankind was that everyone would make heaven. My will is that none shall perish. That's what God said. So make no mistake, God wants everybody that can get to heaven. He, 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 he wants everybody to get there. But you have to have a revelation that you're a new creature in Christ. The old things are gone. I don't, you know, if you battle with old things, you know what? You just keep pressing. You keep pushing. You keep believing. You keep confessing. You keep laying those things down. And you keep fighting. You keep fighting. You get around people that will encourage you, that will move you, that will, that will you know, help you get refocused if you need to be refocused. You know, people that can be accountable to you. That's what you do. That, that's how you grow. I mean, I'm thankful. I had, I had, I had good, good people in my life that helped me early on. And I, ha- and I had a great wife. I know she prayed for me. Goodness gracious, I needed it. I knew, I knew that I needed it. It was just hardhead, you know? I, I was a little bit of a hardhead at times. But I'm thankful that I had a praying wife. But then I had a couple men get into my life, a pastor, a, and another pastor get into my life and sow, in, sow into my life. You know what they sowed? Love. The very thing that I needed was love. They didn't, you know, it wasn't, well, you know, you need to live holy. You need to live right. You need this. You need, you need to do that. You know what they said? They showed love. They showed compassion. It was spent time. You know, many of you, that any, for an amount of time you've been discipled under us, I mean, the one thing that I, I pray, I pray that people understand who we are. We sow love. We... That, that's the one thing out of our hearts that we sow. We, we, that's one thing we give people. And it's not to love us, it's to love God. Yeah, understand something, nothing points to us. Because listen, if you're not getting it in your relationship with God, you, 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 things are going to get messed up. So we always point, we show, we show, we show, we give, we give, we give. But we, we want people to see it. That We want people to see it through God. Not, not me as a man. I'm just a man. I want people to see that radiant love through me, you know, but, but to see God in that, to see God in that. Number two. Number two. Matthew 12, 33. You guys still with me? Yeah. Matthew 12, 33. And, and this is good, and I could camp out here a while, and I'm going to just move kind of quick through this. Is, um, I actually didn't read the scripture that went along with this, but Matthew 12, uh, 33, it says, A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will, will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. Now, how many think that a fourth grader could understand that? I, I do. I think that a fourth grader could understand that sentence. A, a, a good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit, right? I, 
See, the gospel's not complicated. I mean, because think about this, that it, good, doing good is good. Doing bad is bad. You know, our kids, our kids would get this. But see, you know, you have to understand something, that you have to be connected to the good. You have to be connected to the good. You know, the, the thing about a tree, a tree has roots. And so it's like, you know, one of the things, it's like, you know, good fruit, oftentimes, it's connected to good fruit. It's connected to a tree. It's, 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 it's got roots. You guys got, it's got roots. So understand something, good fruit. God wants us to produce good fruit. You know, uh, what you are connected to is what will come out of you. If you're around, if you, if you leave here tonight and you go hang out at a bar and, and, and you, you're hanging out at the end of a bar and people are eating peanuts and people are talking about the game on TV and, you know, the Mountaineers are going to be horrible this year and, you know, their coach and, you know, I don't know why I would know any of that, but, but you know, it's just a long time ago. Anyway, uh, you know, if, you, if you're connecting to that, guess what you're, guess what you're, you know, you're, that's, that's a, like your fruit. It's like that what you're around, what you're connected to is, is a lot of times is what will illuminate out of your life. You, you guys, you guys see that? And so that's what Jesus is saying. You know, even when he began to call the disciples, come follow me. You know, what did they see in Jesus that was different out of somebody else that would have? They seen fruit. You know, you know, think about it. What did they see Jesus doing? Healing people, miracles. Signs of feeding 5,000 people. They, who, he, he's he's got to be God, right? They were attracted to God. So they followed him. When Jesus said, follow me, no, no problem. Drop my fishing net down. Here I go. I'm with the king. Amen. Think about it. I'm with the king. So listen, what you're connected to is so important. It, it, it is so vitally important. Even, even through the week, what you connect to. You know, if, if you if you're you know, if your iPod or whatever, your phone iPod, I don't know if there's such thing as an iPod anymore, but but you know, if your cell phone's downloaded with Eminem and, and, and all the all the craziness of the world, I'm not saying that's anybody in here, maybe somebody's watching online, you know, if that's what your your cell phone's filled up with, it, that's what you're connecting to, you know, get guess what guess what you're gonna be like. Listen, good uh, <laughs> good fruit. Good fruit, bad fruit. Under, understand, it's a, very, it's a very simple thing. You know, people, people even today, you know, they're, they're connected. They, you know, people are more connected to politics than they are God. You know, I like politics, but, you know, one of the things I, I you know, we pray for leaders. It wouldn't matter who was president. You know, I, am I worried about the election? Not really. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about who's going to be in office, whether it be a Democrat or a Republican. I know how I'm going to vote. I, I know the direction I'm going, but I'm not, I'm not moved or I'm not worried. It doesn't change my confidence in my God. Do you, you understand? It doesn't, I don't waver in my confidence in knowing who God is. Because, you know, we'll still be meeting. And I'll still be praying for a leader, whomever it may be. Amen? It, that, that, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. You know, whatever you're in relationship with, even understand, even, even, even in the fruit, a tree is identified by its fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. It, it, it's really amazing. 
Actually, just go to John 15 real quick. I, I hate, you know, I'm going to go ahead and cover this. Because while well, I'm on fruit now, John 15. John 15. Actually, verse 5. John 15, verse 5. It says, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So under, even right here, we're given a direction. How do, how, do we, how do we produce good fruit? We remain in who? In Him. I, I don't, I don't, it's, I, I remain in Him. I have a confidence in, in Him. I have a hope in Him. You know, it, it, understand something. It's not that I don't have a confidence in my wife. It's not that I don't have confidence in the church. You as a, a group of people or, you know, I, I have a confidence in people. But my hope and my, my full confidence comes from God first. You guys getting that tonight? Okay. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who, do not, who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and it withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my word, my word, understand something even right here. My word, my word remains in you. Where do we, where do we get our confidence from God? In his word. In his word, you, you, you know, it's like what even tonight, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So boom, there it is. There's faith. You're hearing the word of God. So there's the impartation of faith. Something, it's like why I tell people, carry a pen. Can, you know, God can, you can walk out of here with a word that doesn't have anything to do about anything I'm preaching tonight. But God struck something on your, on your spirit. And he moved you in an area that said, you know, I need to take care of this. Or I need to do that. Or, or you know, he's talking about confidence. And, and I felt like the Lord told me I had a, a forgiveness issue. I, you know, that, that's, that's how God moves. You know, that, that's how God moves in, in, in a, because the word of God's going forth. So, you know, even right here, what, what he's saying is, is his word, his word. Understand. Mm, see, that, that's the key. That's the key. If you remain in me and my word remains in you. So we have to remain in him and, and the word of God remains in us. You may ask for anything you want, anything. How do we get answers to prayer? Remain in God. Remain in God. How do, we, how do we get God to move on our behalf? We remain in Him. We remain in Him. You know, somebody well, yeah, Pastor, you don't know, but you know, this happened. We remain in Him. Doesn't change who He is. It does, yeah, hear, hear what I'm saying? Doesn't change who He is. You know, I prayed for a guy, and um, I, I was asked by a family member to come pray for a guy one time. And you know, it, it's God who heals. And, you know, and the, man, the man lived probably for about maybe three months. And then he took a turn and he passed away. And, you know, sometimes that's tough. You know, because I, I believe in healing. I, I, I believe. Uh, you know, I, I believe that I believe there's power. And, you know, and the one thing I would, never, I would never say, I would never, you know, well, you know, that guy didn't have the faith for his healing. I, I, don't, I don't believe that way. I believe people can, can turn things away. They can run away from things. But it, you understand something. When Jesus went out and he prayed for people, guess what? He healed all people. He healed all people. So, and Jesus says that we can have healing. Guess where my confidence rests? Guess where it lies? It, it rests in what the word of God says. 
So if something doesn't happen, you know, a lot of times, hear what I'm getting ready to say. If something doesn't happen, or it doesn't move the way that I think that it should, should move, I don't blame God. I say, okay, somewhere along the line, there's a faith thing. I'm, I'm giving you a real big nugget that, that, that from, it helped me a tremendous amount. Because I used to think, well, you know, God, this is what, you know, God is this way. It, there was a faith thing that I didn't have figured out. I was no longer like, well, you know, well, God, why didn't, you know, I wasn't doing that. It was a faith thing. I don't even know why I jumped into that. But anyway, let's finish John 15. It says, such branches are gathered, piled to be burned. But if you remain in me, my word remains in you. May ask anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy to my Father. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Praise God. You know, the, your fruit in your life, and I, it was Pastor Josh Morocco who say this. And, you know, I listened to this sermon even the day that he preached around some of this stuff, or come, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago. And, uh, you know, one of the things he said, and this was really good, he says, your fruit will reveal your faith. I mean, like, like that, really, that really stuck to me. Your fruit will reveal your faith, what you're believing in, what, what, what you're wanting to see happen, how you're wanting to see God move. And, you know, the thing about it is, if you're not bearing fruit, man, it gets pruned, it gets burnt, thrown into the fire, in hopes of what? That you'll bear fruit. You know, fruit is a, is a powerful thing. You know, it's that you bear fruit. Amen. Actually, go to Colossians 3.17 real quick. I want to close with this. Colossians 3.17. If you guys need any of these scriptures tonight, I, I've got them wrote down, but if you need them, just let me know. You know, it's it, it, to have... I'm confident in who he is more than I'm confident in, 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 in who I am. And I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful that, that I have good health. I'm thankful that my kids have good health. I'm thankful for so much. But another way, and one of the ways you, I want you to understand this. The, the last thing I want to talk about, the, one of the ways that you walk in godly confidence is, is right here. Verse 17, 317, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the manner of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. You've got to be thankful. You, <laughs> you, 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 you want to you know the Father. You want to be in relationship with God, the Father. You've got to learn how to give thanks. You know, when you see God move in your behalf and you see God do something, please, please be reminded to thank God. I know, I know I'm looking at thankful people here. But, you know, even in the little things, thank God. Thank God. You know, he, loved, he loves us. He, he gave up his life for us. You know, the one thing God wants from us is our praise and our thankfulness. 
He doesn't need, you know, it's like God doesn't need our money. People make that, that's one of the bigger mistakes that people can make sometimes, even in understanding that God needs our money. The, the streets of heaven are paved with gold. <laughs> I, could you imagine? He, he doesn't need, he doesn't need anything from us. But I, pr I promise you that your confidence will grow in God when you give thanks to God, when you praise God. It's like coming in here on a worship set, you know, three, four songs. It's giving thanks to God. It's, it's praising Him because of who He is. Not, it's, it, understand something. It's not about how I feel. See, worship is, you know, worshiping God or, or, or giving God my praise. It's never about how I feel because I learned a long time ago because my confidence, my confidence began to grow in him because I recognized who he was. I, I, I quit recognizing how I felt. You, you, you get that because that's good. I, re I quit recognizing, I, you know, my feet are sore. I played basketball today. You know, my, thank you, God. I, I got the other, you know, the other hand's like, Thanks, thank you, God. I give thanks to God because he, 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 because of who He is, because of how 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 precious God is to me in my life. And I promise you, listen, you'll grow, you'll grow, you'll grow very, very quickly in your faith. You know, bear fruit. But you know, you know, the first thing I said, you know, understand that you're a new creature in Christ. You have to have the revelation that the, you don't have to live the old life. You don't have to keep living in sin. You, 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 you can move away from sin. That you're actually a new creature in Christ. You know? And it's like I said, when the, when the enemy comes, it's up to you whether you choose to resist the devil or not. You know? Sometimes, you know, even early on, I realized, like, my resisting involved me actually putting a CD in or a cassette tape, because I'm a little older than some of you guys, so it wasn't a record play. I didn't have a, like a 45 record putting on, you know, I want to listen to a, a message here. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that. But, but CDs were out when I was, when I was younger. But, uh, but that's what I would do. I'd put it in and I'd listen to it. Because what it would do is it would stir something up in me. And then I would begin to write things down. You know, my journals don't make sense to a lot of people because th there's one words everywhere in my journals. They, they, people look at my journal. It's like my, my message. People are like, what is that? I, you know, I get it. it. It flowed for me, you know? But, but it's like my journal doesn't make sense to people because, you know, it was like where God spoke to me over something. Boom, I wrote it down. And I can go back and remember the time that God spoke to me. He gave me, he gave me you know, even, even like things like unforgiveness. I, I mean, I could remember messages that I heard. Like John Harkey, you know, even here the other, you know, here a couple weeks ago when he preached a, he preached a message in, in, in Maui about, you know, when, when the snake had actually bitten Paul. And you know what he did? Paul, yeah, everybody was waiting for him to die. It's Acts chapter 20, 28, yeah, 28, Acts 28. You know, and all the people are waiting for Paul to die. And what's Paul do? He walks over. You, you know why? It's because he's confident in God. He, he has a confidence in God. Because everybody thinks he's going to die. You know what he does? He walks over to the fire. He sits down, and he shakes the snake off. And that, that message got in my spirit. It, because I, I remember writing it down, you've got you to shake some things off. You can't allow the, the enemy to come in. You've got to just learn how to shake some things off. When someone says something to you, shake it off. Sh you just, I, 
laugh. Sometimes you just got to learn to laugh rather than get mad. You know, the, the other day, I mean, and I'm, I'm praying. If my neighbor is listening, I'm praying for you. I want him to know that I'm praying for him. But I walked out the door the other day, and he's going off, cussing. And, you know, I, you know there's my blank-a-blank blank neighbor, blank-a-blank, blank-blank. And, you know, there was that moment right there that I, I was just like, and Randy looks at me and says, quit. You know, because I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be the old me. But, you know, and I just looked at her and I said, you know what, you're right. I don't need to act that way. And she said, what are you going to do if he, come, I'm, if he comes across you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister to him. You know, he, I, I, we're going to minister. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister. Because I have a confidence in God. Amen. And, 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 I, and I pray. I, I, don't, I don't know why he's upset with all of us. I mean, I might have an idea, but I'm, you know, I don't understand all that. There's, there's more behind it than, than I know. But I have a confidence in God. What do I do for I pray. I pray. I, I pray. My neighbors around. I pray for my neighbors. David, I pray for David. I haven't seen him for, I don't know. Is he still around? Yeah, okay. I, I pray for him. Every once in a while, we get to have a talk. Hasn't been lately, but, but you know, that's, that's what we do. Because I, ha I have a confidence in who he is. Not, not in who I am. Not in who I am. Not in who I am. You know, you, you learn these things over time, guys. You, you, as you spend time with God. And you know, I want to close tonight with this. As you spend time with God, your confidence grows in Him. You begin to develop a relationship with Him. And I'm telling you, understand something. You can, you can, you can talk to God just like we're, you know, just like we're talking tonight. And you know, one of the things that, that the Lord will do a lot of times, if, 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 if we'll just open up and listen, even, even as I was writing tonight, you know, he, he just he showed me scriptures. He showed me things in His Word. And you know what you can do? You may, God may give you a word. You know, let's take forgiveness as an example. And you just, you just take your phone and, and you type in forgiveness scriptures. And then you'll get about 12,000. I'm joking. That's, you're not going to get that many. But, uh, but you, you'll, you, you likely could get like 20, 30 scriptures. And then you pop that open and you begin to read what, what the word of God says. And it's just like you, you begin to see it. You know, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah, forgiveness. Ooh, that's forgiveness, right? But see, that's how God moves. That's how God works. You know, his mercies are new every morning. Think, isn't that great? E even if I wake up, you know, this is, and I want to close with, understand this, even if I wake up and I'm ticked off from the night before, I shouldn't be, because the word tells me not to be. Hear, hear what I'm, you know, don't, you know, don't go to bed mad. But anyway, but his mercies are new every morning. So if I, get, hallelujah, hallelujah, his mercies are new every morning. His love for me is new every morning. It, see, it doesn't change. It, he doesn't change. I can change, but he doesn't change. His mercies are new every morning. So when I get up in the morning, guess what? There's His mercy. There's His love. There's His grace. It, 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 it can be just like a flood poured out on, point, on me. 
I don't have to sit and dwell what happened even 24 hours ago. If I've got to talk through it and work through it, yeah, do that. But His mercies are new every morning. He forgives me. He covers me. Tender mercies. I mean, think about what God does for you. Man, isn't it sweet? I, I mean, what a deal we got. Think about it. What a deal we got as believers. Praise God.